Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. All right, so I'm here with Michaela and Joel Pabst. How's it going, team? Very good. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your company, type of work you do, where you're based, number of team members, etc. Sure. So Brisbane, we are a renovation builder. We work mostly in the city, inner east. Sometimes we get stuff out on the bay, which is nice, but we tend not to really turn too many jobs down at the moment. Brisbane's still pretty accessible. So we work on everything from pre-war workers' cottages to uh, new architectural renovations, uh, and if they come across our plate, architectural builds, where mm-hmm. we're really only keeping sort of the minor facets of the home and everything's new. Um, but yeah, that's that's where we are out of the new build market unless somebody wants yeah. to build with an architect and, and spend a lot. Um, that's just because we use quality subbies uh, and we have a quality crew as well. How big are most of the projects that you do? At the moment, we still take on small things like bathrooms and kitchens because they're great little turnovers week to week. Uh, keep the guys going. We've got myself still on the tools two to three days a week, two carpenters and an apprentice. So we run a tight-knit team, but we'll do anything from bathrooms up to full-scale raised build-under extension carports, the whole hog. I'd say our average, like it's been changing. We're in a bit of a transition of doing projects around the 70 to 150, moving from probably 280 up to 600. And we're starting to see now um, over 800,000 projects coming through. So that's our, that was our goal to bring in the high of value sales but we have identified in the last probably 12 months uh there's still a good market for probably 80 to 200,000 for some of the tie over jobs because they tend to yeah when it's referral we're we're still fully referral based we don't have marketing just yet but we've just had a massive growth year so we that's probably something down the track that we will focus on but we just can't keep up at the moment on the referrals so awesome. uh, I think we've just been uh, maximizing um, new quotes that come through with some of the lessons that we have had through you guys. Awesome. That's great that you've got still got so much uh, deal flow from referrals. That's awesome. Yeah. And awesome. this is our fourth year in business going out, Joel going out sort of on his own. So year on year, we've seen growth, which is awesome. And year on year, we, you know, invest into ourselves and into the business. And I think it definitely... Awesome has paid off and will continue to because you know we're great at what we do and um our clients love us and yeah it would be What's good not to love everything uh sorted in the back end <laughs> yeah <laughs> this investment you can make is in into yourself mm. yeah so tell us a little bit about uh what made you want to reach out join the program what were your uh what were you wanting to gain I can answer this one. Um, So pretty much probably the last two years, we've seen a real need in our business for systems, operations. I've sort of 
kept the back end going with regards to like the sales and marketing side and also helping Joel with quoting and going on site, but probably hit a point where we'd done a lot on our own and we really needed um, some sort of what copy and paste sort of a process and um, just get that accountability for implementation and support. So uh, I definitely was uh, Matthew, I think we had been talking probably over 12 months, but we just didn't have, I just couldn't see my capacity to take it on. But I think that authenticity that your team showed was really important to us. And when it came time to finally be ready to jump in, we'd started making changes, obviously ourselves, but you hit a point on your own where you need that extra support and accountability, which is when we came on board. What about from your perspective, Joel? What were you most wanting to get, get or gain? Probably just a level of oversight and guidance that was like impartial, I guess, like was, was able to look at things objectively, provide feedback, encourage things that are working, suggest changes where they should be made. Um, and it's just good to have feedback that only really focuses on the critical aspects of the business, isn't really too concerned with the relational or the emotional side that can affect business as well. And I think at times it's great to just have that black and white perspective. I'm definitely more of a people pleaser than not. So I will normally, nine times out of 10, I will let things run for my clients to benefit my clients rather than myself which is okay to an extent because it's great to be able to serve people and do things well but when you're doing yourself out of a sale or you're doing yourself out of business it's pointless because realistically we will never see the return of the time we've already invested hours wise back financially but we know that we're building a good foundation and because we have had so much growth in the last 18 months we've just seen a really vital to set things right initially um, get it going well from the start and uh, and hopefully build a, a good base to go from there. 100%. So what's been most beneficial that you've put in place? So if we think about systems on site, understanding your numbers, pricing, et cetera, what's been the number one or two things that have really shifted the needle for you? I definitely think the know your numbers. Uh, yep. And we had some idea, but we just felt very all over the shop with getting structure around that. So we worked through with Peter and uh, Yorick as well on uh, some training around that and implementing obviously the spreadsheets. And for us, a big shift was the back, uh, was the pricing spreadsheet for renovations. It's pretty daunting when you just open it as a random download, but when you do the training, get a handle of it and then start using it, it has been really helpful us to get a full picture of the job but also um you know the labor rates and understanding um the margins that you need to be looking at and then um yeah particularly if you're going to be renovating those big queenslanders and there's a lot of labor component in those Yes. And I think so much of our job is not square meters. It's, it's very tailored in pricing. So you need to work through the detail and it takes time. And we were able to, you know, we still used quantity surveyor on a recent tender and, you know, to be able to transfer that data quite easily into something. We also use build exact as a software for our Mm -hmm. quoting, but we found that that, um, particular spreadsheet from you guys 
was a good one for the carpentry and the builder side to work through. And then we use all subbies for our bigger trades. So they would send us their quotes. So we would import all of that into our build exact and just, um, yeah, get a handle on the, um, our side of the business through the Excel. Brilliant. Awesome. I love it. Numbers is the language of business and it's kind of just getting over that fear of, you know, uncertainty and how do we dig into it and how does it work? How has your mindset changed uh, and you as leaders in the business? Yeah, for me, particularly after the know your numbers side of the coin and really getting a handle on what it was, what, what, it, what it's worth, how much is it to have those guys there for that day? Because, you know, eight to 10 hours goes by very quickly. Um, but eight to 10 hours for three guys, if they're not working at capacity, they don't have to be just absolutely running around like idiots, but they have to be consistently moving forward to progress the job in some way. So to understand what that was worth as opposed to just a day uh, is has been great for me. It certainly encouraged my leadership style to be more prepared for them, which is obviously then reducing my capacity to do things. So I never had any problem with working 12 or 13 hours a day because it was just what needed to be done, but we don't need to do it like that now. So that process changed my leadership style in recognizing that it's my job now to make sure these guys are productive for eight to 10 hours. So my job has shifted from doing to looking three to four steps ahead to keep them moving so that there's no downtime. Um, It's okay to have a chat and whatnot, but it's been more important for me to realize that's actually what this is worth. And even from a quoting perspective, it has the exact same impact. It's like, well, that's probably a day or two days, but the last three or four times we've done it, it's taken three to four days. Uh, And when you're running three or four guys with your business overhead, it adds up very quickly. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of money. 100%. How do you guys uh, separate your roles being husband and wife? How have you mapped that out? And yeah, any golden nuggets that you've got there together? Because a lot of our members, you know, Tell the truth, Michaela. Yes, no, my wise advice would be don't do business with your husband if you don't have a good relationship, if you don't have a good relationship. So Joel and I have been together, what, 12 years? Married for... Same as us. I'm not good with the numbers. Um, And we are very committed to each other but we're very invested into the business and we're committed to the goals that we have joint goals so i think that's really important um not everyone can work well together i i we don't know many people that would work together as husband and wife but for joel and i we've been together from probably a young age so we've really grown and developed together so i think that's probably had a big impact on us and um, yeah, there are days that are challenging and I think we're still learning to uh, value time outside of work and, you know, we just yeah. took our first holiday pretty much for what feels like two years. It's important for us, the one thing I've probably noticed the most is knowing when to separate work and personal time and being very clear about that. Uh, not being arrogant enough to think that you always know better just because you've been working in the industry longer that doesn't mean that like practically yeah my my knowledge is obviously going to be greater than Michaela's because this is my chosen occupation and she's 
come into it with her training. But from a systems perspective and from a business perspective, which is what we're trying to do here, we're not just trying to bang wood in two, like two bits of wood together for the rest of our lives. We're trying to build a company here. So acknowledging when the other person has something valuable and it overrides everything you've ever done previously. Uh, and then also being willing to adapt and to change and admit that sometimes, yeah, it could have been done better. Um, so I think, yeah, relationship is paramount. And yeah, like Michaela said, like I would never work with anyone that I wasn't already happily invested in personally because it just wouldn't work at all. Any, any specific tools like job description, KPIs for each of you, your perfect week, we are stop doing list or any uh, specific things that have helped so we're working on a lot of those areas because we have identified that um it there's not a lot of black and white with things it, it all kind of comes together but something that we have and i just thinking on it joel and i both have a counselor that we talk to you know weekly or fortnightly and we do that separately same and it's mm -hmm. been really valuable for us to offload um, probably things, concerns that we've had. So we're not then just butting at each other's head with that. So I'd say that's really quite important from a um, making it work scenario. But we, Joel actually came up with a good idea. Yes, was it yesterday, last night? Um, yeah. and a bit of a brain dump at the end of the day, just a two minute phone call instead. Because we do talk a lot through the day, um, but just a, a quick, you know, two to five minute call at the end, just to download what he's gone through with work that day so that I can throw it into the calendar or the reminders that we need to do so that we're not constantly having little chats here and there and it becomes all that you talk about. So yeah. I think that has been helpful. We have a whiteboard that we've, we use, which worked really well, but we haven't, we've got to get back into that because we've had a hectic um, couple of months, but that worked really well to just be able to look at that and see where things are at. Sales um, board stats, where, where leads are at in the pipeline. And then we do, we've part of what we have changed since coming on with you guys is getting an office day together. So we had Wednesdays as sort of a day that we would both be here at home in the office um, doing work. And that has definitely helped us just to probably stay somewhat connected with work related items. But yeah, there's, it, I think, like you said, there's, we still know we need to have a director's meeting and a, like a CFO sort of meeting, which we're working on that. Uh, it's just a timing issue at the moment. I think, yeah, I think Peter's planted a lot of good seeds for us to be able to be like, yeah, we recognize that that's the next step for us. I think it comes down to timing and, and appropriating, you know, specific time slots to some of those things. Peter gave me some pointers to put in my phone for reminders of have time windows of which you're going to call certain subbies back or call about the next day or yep. sit down to do a specific task in that time and allocate time for it so that I don't get bogged down in the 500 other things that are going on in my head and then yeah the brain dump at the end of the day is really just to keep Michaela in the loop with everything that I've processed in my head get that in the diary so that if she can't get onto me for some reason she'll know where I'm at that day what subby is supposed to be where so if there is a phone call or a question, it's all down on paper. I'm notorious for just storing everything in my head like a filing cabinet, which is great for me, but it's not good for anybody else. That's the other side of the coin as well, is that we're trying to grow a team. We're trying to grow junior supervisors, essentially, and leading hands. We want them to be accountable and take responsibility. So the best way for that to happen is to lead by example, and, and that's 
yeah, really what we're trying to do. What have some of your results or wins been around team, systems, margin, time, etc.? Team-wise, we've added another full-time carpenter, leading hand. We've also added a like a an office cleric sort of sort of a job description, I guess. Somebody that works remotely with us and and for us on specific tasks where we just literally are like it might be something as simple as data entry or preparing certain documentation um, but just getting some of those things if, and like they want a flexible job we want a flexible uh, person to work with so trying to sort of shift some of uh, Michaela's tasks away from her as well because naturally we all work at night um, and it's it's not really, it's not healthy. It's not a good habit to form and it certainly shouldn't be the norm. Um, so we're trying to sort of break away from that, which has been fine and relatively successful. Um, we have started pricing work that I probably always, like it's top, the type of work I've always wanted to do. Um, we've been working on relationships with architects uh, for a couple of years and we're starting to see the results of that and, and, being invited to tender on certain projects, which is all perfect timing as well because we're doing this with TPB. So we're trying to get these systems in place because there's no way that we're going to be able to concurrently manage multiple million dollar, $1.5 million renovations in a market like we presently have if we don't have a lot of other systems in place in the background uh, to work on. So it, it has been valuable even if we haven't really ironed out the creases just from the recognition perspective of knowing okay there is a better way to do this this is kind of what it looks like and you can adapt it to suit your style of business as well 100 we also um i think through the program a big result for us was just getting reassurance for things that we were doing well as well because i think yeah. when in business you kind of like is this how people do it? I don't know. And so whilst we weren't sort of coming in at the bottom of the run, we still had goals. We still have goals that we want to be achieving. And, you know, I think the biggest lie is that, you know, there's this success overnight for sure. Maybe 1% of people have that, but it's, it takes work. It takes action. And we can see that, you know, this is changing the, the needle is moving and it's not that there's this as you know, in building, it could be three, six months before you see the result of that time or that investment. But we are gradually seeing that. And so like we're still working on projects that we um, signed off pre-TPB, but I'm confident that the work that's being done and the and the quotes that we're putting forward, like we will see the fruit of that. And um, it's just hanging in there and, and setting those longer term goals and then looking at the small wins as they come up. What, what are you most proud of so far? Um, I just think the fact that we've been able to have a, a team that are telling us to just keep getting work for us and, you know, actually letting us to grow a company and grow a supportive environment for them, but um, you're not being, yeah, we've just got such a good, I think we've got such a good um, team of people around us. Yeah. What would you say, Joel? Everybody wants to have a successful business. That's fine. I've always even before we ran our own business i've always been acutely aware of the idea that finance just follows good business so i've never been in it to really just make an absolute killing 
Um, of course, would I like to be wealthy? Yes, I would love to be wealthy and be secure enough that I was able to do multiple things for people for nothing, if that be the case. If someone needed their bathroom renovated because something tragic happened in their life, I would love to be able to just walk in there with my team and my subbies and be like, this is what we're going to do and just do that. That's a personal goal of mine, to have a business that thrives in that capacity. So for me, the financing is, is just going to happen if the business is run appropriately. But at the end of the day, what I care about most is trying to change the idea of who builders are and who tradesmen are and what they can be because the subbies that we use, none of them were my friends pre-employment. Now, they're employees, they're apprentices, they're them themselves, their families, I know their kids' names. It's we've created a community and I like that. I like to come to work and enjoy the people that I work with. I don't like to come to work and be pissed off at someone for something. And if I am pissed off at them, I want to have a good enough relationship that I can just say, that's unacceptable. It needs to be better. Let's fix it and let's not do that again. And everybody's okay with that. Um, we have that now, but that has to be fostered um, and that has to be created and curated. That doesn't just happen. Um, so we don't, pick and choose we're really trying to build something that's here for the long haul i wouldn't have put our last name behind it if i thought it was just going to end when i retired 100 and speaking of the future where do you want to take the business what are your plans yeah going forward yeah i think um really like what you can probably hear from us is that we've got the passion and the drive we just need the the systems and working on those systems to see things elevate to reach our goals. So uh, I think part of where we see it going is that we'll be working with high value clients and that doesn't just mean revenue, but that means obviously your margins um, on those jobs, but they're clients that are who we want to work with and they value our processes, they value our team. And I think what we're learning through this process is that um, that comes down to, you know, the brand that you present to them and all of the elements that come with that. So um that's really what I sort of want to keep working on is actually being able to package who we are to sell that in a way that then supports the growth of our business and the team and essentially Joel can then see that it's yeah it really is all worth it which it will be and I have complete faith in that awesome and what would you say to a building company owner who's, you know, maybe stuck or each year feels like a photocopy of the last or someone who's wanting to improve their situation? If you feel as though, or the system is broken, probably is. So take action. Do not just expect that it will change on its own. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result. So for me, as a creature of habit and someone who tends to procrastinate from time to time, the best thing I can do for myself, for my own mental health, but also for the health of my business is to constantly take action, whether it's something small like having a brain dump at the end of the day with Michaela to get it out into the calendar or something large like saying every Wednesday is an office day and a half day Thursday is reserved for quoting. Uh, I'll have my meetings on a Friday. Start to set routine and take action in those areas if you don't do anything about it it will not change so the worst thing to do is just whinge about it because that's just bullshit it's your own fault 100 yep, percent. 
100%. Get a plan and take massive action. And what about you, Michaela? What would you say? Yeah, I think that's been the the biggest lesson for the last few years for my personal and professional development is just the power in action, like consistency compounds. So we know that when we take action, it gets easier and easier. And then I think you start to feel that maturing in yourself when you start to continue to take action, you realize that you're not, you don't fall into self-pity or you don't fall yeah. into those problems. Or self-doubt because momentum yeah. builds yeah. confidence. Exactly. So I think that has been really transformative. And also I, I, I say that though, but I also want to highlight that you don't have to be a workhorse. Like stuff happens yeah. in life. Like we've had some really horrible things happen this year that we. Oh yeah. My like, condolences. Yeah. Like, thank you. Joel, yeah. I, I was, sorry, I was going to mention that at the start. My condolences. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, and I think, you know, it's important to just, be kind to yourself when things are hard, like having a business, having young kids, you know, trying to make ends meet, like they're all really big tasks to do. But I think when you have that accountability and support from a community, it just gives you that insight to know where to go next and, and what's realistic for you. Like no one is setting the goals, but you. So it's putting in place a plan, but being realistic about that so that you're not expecting yourself to just, like, I think I often to and fro, oh, I've got all of these operational things to do, but I've got two young kids. The business is busy. Like I can only do what I can do. So, hey, I'm going to get some help in an area where I know that someone else can do that or, you know, maybe invest and spend more than I'd like to spend. But I know that that's freeing up my time. And, you know, there's yeah. I think it's it all works out in the wash, but you've just got to be realistic about um, what goals you're setting for yourself. 100%. Yeah. I love seeing you're both awesome people and I love seeing great people make progress and get great results. Uh, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate you both and uh, I no look forward to catching up and meeting you both in person at some stage. Thank you.